hi, welcome to another edition of the Articulate Film Podcast. It is Ben, Jacob and no Charlotte here this week, I'm afraid. Charlotte partied a little bit too hard last night. So did I. I'm also going to have to admit that. Uh, so I am... Yeah, I, I joined the Zoom meeting. I was like, Ben, how are you? He goes shattered so uh this this is going to be a fun podcast me i've literally just got back from work like half an hour ago i work at a pub so i'm feeling good i feel like i've got a lot more energy than ben tonight someone's gonna think that i'm like on something i'm just gonna be that much more excited than ben it's probably because i've had about six pints of coke to be honest with you coca-cola <laughs> you work at a pub do you not get free booze um we gotta pay for it so you pay for your booze and not the cokes yeah coke's free Oh, that's cheap of the... Ah, no. It, I mean, I think that's pretty standard, to be fair. A lot of pubs, Still it's just the tax is really high. Uh, we've got a great podcast lined up for you today that we're going to, of course, be continuing with what film is going to win Best Picture at this year's Oscars. And today, we are going to be asking the question of can Sound of the Men- Metal win Best Picture? picture we're also going to be talking about the excellent the white tiger that is also nominated for best screenplay at this year's oscars and also am i right in thinking it's, it's um the white tiger is called the trendy film of this year no so like every year in the screenplay category there's always because the writers branch who vote on the writing nominations they're like the cool people and they always have one nomination that's so much cooler than what everyone else has and this year it's the white tiger okay so they also have the white Borat, so Right. Yeah. There's that. Which we, we've already reviewed. Right? We've reviewed Borat. Yeah, we talked about Borat lots. We yeah, love... um right, we're gonna play that intro. No, we've canned the intro. <laughs> no. I mean, did anyone get in touch being like, yo, I love the intro? No. Or if did they did in... I haven't seen. Did anyone get in touch saying, Yo, I hated the intro? If they have, I haven't seen it. Again, this is promising. This is why you should be using the intro. I bloody love that intro. Um, ben, sound of metal. Yeah. What uh, a bloody film. That's, first and foremost, what a bloody film. Mate, if you, you know, you listening right now, if you have not watched Sound of Metal, go watch it. That's all I'm going to say. And I'm a casual, you know, watcher of film and uh, film and TV, you know, unless Ben tells me to go watch it. But I'm bloody glad Ben told me to go watch this, so like made me to watch it for this podcast because it is honestly is app is brilliant. It is genuinely so so brilliant. Oh my god, bloody loved it. Just what a film, Ben. Judging by the smile on your face right now, you liked it. Yeah, I do. I really like the sound of metal. Um, it's... Why do I feel like there's a buck coming? No, there isn't a buck coming. It's certainly one of the best films of this year that came out. Um, it's the narrative. It's about a drummer who, uh, le- who's heavy metal rock drummer who loses his hearing um, and ends up at some deaf community uh, where they prove it's not a disability. Um, and then he goes through the stages of grief of losing his hearing and we'll not get into the ending, but it is a very powerful ending. Yeah, like oh those final few. Genuine chills. Also, there's also a uh, a classic romance in the film as well, just because you know. Yeah, and uh, I kind of felt like there was this really relatable. It wasn't too forced though. Do you know what I mean? Normally, romances in films like this are like, oh, for goodness sake. Well, they were already together, one... so the romance. Exactly, didn't... it didn't feel forced though. It yeah, it was for... just it was a natural point, but um. Is it, is it based on a true story? No, it's not. It's 
I, it could well be, that's the thing. It feels like it could be based off her true story. And there is this thing with Sound of Metal that, um, that like, it feels relatable and it's kind of because our, everyone's lives have been turned upside down this last year. And then yeah. Sound of Metal is about someone whose life was literally turned upside down. Um, yeah, yeah. And that, I kind of think, is why people are connecting as well. Riz Ahmed, who plays Ruben, the drummer, oh, who learned to gosh. speak. He learned to speak two languages for this film. He learned to drum, he learned to speak sign language, give such an empathetic performance. And the sound as well, that brings you into the movie because it's going to win the sound Oscar. And it muffles things, and it sounds, I've never had a hearing aid, but it feels like you have got one. So, right. Jake, what what were you, you just said, oh, my God, it was out, Riz Ahmed. So. Oh, mate, he was just, I didn't realise, obviously, I didn't realise that until you said it, but obviously it makes sense that he had to learn the drums for this role. He had to learn sign language. Mate, he was just amazing. Like, what a performance. Is he up for best lead actor? Yes, he is. He did get nominated. Thank God for that, because if he wasn't, that would genuinely be a disgrace. He absolutely smashed it. You know, he was just so gripping, and he put so much emotion into this performance. And like you said, Ben, it's kind of relatable. It just, you felt so emotionally attached to him, and you, like, went on this journey with him. Mate, he was just incredible like i i genuinely don't use that word lightly if you're reckon listen to the podcast you will know that i will slag off anything at any chance mate this is genuinely genuinely some some proper good acting right there incredible absolutely incredible ben you also briefly mentioned the sound we're gonna get to the sound yeah, later we'll but it's up for a sound, sound later. Um, it's up for best sound oscar right yeah is that for so for, how many Oscars in total has this film been up for the you know, okay, best picture leader. actor supporting actor screenplay sound editing six most of the films nominated for best picture are up for five or six awards this year is quite spread out so yeah um also but, i mean i think that just shows you how good this film is yeah so. and sound of metal could comfortably walk away with two no it's going to walk away with two um probably not more probably not less but um it will but i think the film works mostly because you are placed into ruben's role world yeah. you sympathize with the characters it's it's all from his perspective lots of the shots are point of view shots you feel you spend so much time with the character and it's not a fast film which for a film about rock music you expect it to be fast and about drugs but it's slow and it takes its time and without ever grueling along but it works because you're with Ruben and you see the scenes of the desperation and then the anger and then the way he's almost like grieving the life he had. Yeah, he, it works because yeah. you, you can relate to Ruben and you, you're yeah, rooting I was for such him. A, you are I was rooting. such a fan, such a fan of the story behind the film. Mm. Yeah, no, I am still shocked that uh, Darius, I can't remember his name, the writer and director of this film. I'm, I thought that happened to him, I did. And it's his first film, so I, it, that makes it even more shocking that he managed to pull this out but there is another breakout star uh, in Paul Racy who um he plays the head of the deaf community that Ruben goes to in the film and that uh, he's not a deaf actor he's been in lots of things before but I thought even though I'd seen him in things yeah when I was watching this film I forgot I had 
I just believed he was a non-actor they had got to play the role and this was his job and this was his life and I got sucked into his performance and it's so subtle and stripped back and bare and plain and it's not got a loud flashy this is my Oscar monologue but it's really beautiful piece of acting and it really helps the story and the chunks were at the bit at the middle bit of the film which his character is in is the strongest part of the film that could have that could have been the point that could have been sorry ben we're talking over each other (laughs) it's because we're on zoom and there's a bit of a delay i just want to quickly say that when you were speaking about the middle bit normally with so many of these oscar breakdowns we've done i've said oh i got you know switched off in the middle bit this middle bit just kept you hooked man yeah and it just that if it was go very wrong like the beginning shocking the ending is really powerful but the middle is the bit with all the development and the emotion and the interest and that keeps the film going and ticking along nicely were you a fan of racy oh mate you know what i genuinely thought he was really good like out of everything we've watched as part of this oscar series the performance in this were proper goat tier you know they were so so good is he up for best supporting actor? Yeah, he is. What does it, mate? I think this really just shows how strong, how strong you know this film is. I absolutely loved it. I may even go watch it again. Like that is that is how much I liked it, and I very rarely do that. Very rare, mate. So good. I absolutely loved it, man. Yeah, I mean, there is my feeling with best picture races, and this happens every year. I really like about five or six or four or five of the competitors and I don't really mind which wins and this film's in it of the six I've seen I really like this film Promising Young Woman which we're doing next week Drive Chicago 7 Minari yeah so um I think it's great and I I do think the story is so interesting um to harken back to it he's starting as a drummer a rock drummer so he does hurt his ears and then the scenes of him going to the doctors, they're going, the hearing really drop, drops off dramatically. Um, and it is almost like, it... it's almost like seven stages of grief. Yes. Um, where you spend an awful lot of time at the anger. Like, there is a I lot of scenes of Riz Ahmed throwing things. Probably a lot of us, well, assuming you're listening to this podcast, you've not lost your hearing, but a lot of us have had the scare of, you know, going to the doctors and being unsure you know we've all probably yeah. had that um at some point in our lives or know somebody that has had a had a serious scare like this so it was just so relatable in that sense i mate it was a beautiful piece of cinematography man yeah no um so it, accessible which is what i loved it was a yeah it was a great story um, and it's heartbreaking like okay spoiler alert at this point i think it's like, okay to talk about the ending so in the really? end, okay. yeah, yeah, I, I'm just gonna go for it. We speak about the end at the end of the podcast. Now let's speak about the end. Now go okay, watch the well, film or or listen to it. These aren't. I I think this film would be okay if you're spoiled. Um, I don't mind okay. going in and watching a film that's spoiled. I knew about the ending of Promising Young Woman before I watched it this morning, and it didn't make a See, difference. Yeah, I'm really weird. I love spoilers. Like, yeah, I don't. Start... I don't mind having a spoiler. No, I love it, but so many people like give you slack for it. It's like, okay, well, I can't get I, I that. Wouldn't... So spoilers alert right now. Yeah. If you don't want to spoil, come back in three minutes or so. Yeah, um, 
like in the ending when he goes to get the operation on his ear and it doesn't work. Oh, that is such a bitter note to end the film on. And the point when he turns the off the is, hearing aid. He's so convinced that it's going to work. Yeah, it's... The whole film is bigging you up for, oh, it's going to work, it's going to be all good. And then it's not. It's like, wow, okay, that's how we're doing this film. Yeah, it's a, it's a brutal properly brutal ending i mean but it's so not, real it's so it real. is real i mean but is it good real like sometimes when a film is real it you actually go well maybe a bit more hollywood fantasy would have worked in your favor um but i think this does work because of the bleakness and the sound it's the sound because this film more than any other film in the competition this year 100%, you're watching with your ears yeah, you're watching the film with your ears, and the fact there's no sound in those final minute or so really makes it so much, so much worse. I mean, the other reason this film's going to win Best Sound, and um, it's the same reason why I'm predicting the Eurovision song to win Best Song, is because it has the word sound in the title. And, look, I'm not calling Oscar voters dumb, but they do have a habit of if something says sound in the title it'll win best sound or if it has woman in the title or girl or female if it has girl in the title it will win best actress um like they have a habit of going off titles and categories and if you ever want an easy pick that is such a cheeky duck secret uh but shall we um talk about the white tiger yeah, man. Before we Obviously, go, before we go back to Sound of Metal, that was such a long silence. None of us knew because I feel like because I feel like there's a bit of a delay between us today. But on the Zoom, I'm not sure why. Yeah, I think there's a slight delay. I... And that we don't normally have that. So apologies to the listeners if we're speaking over each other a bit. Slash the silences. Um, forgive us if Charlotte was here. That wouldn't be happening because she loves to talk. I mean, you're also slightly high, which isn't helping. Any. No, um, Ben. I to be fair, mate. When you're on, when you're working in a pub, anyone who's ever worked in a pub slash bar slash club will know that the only thing to get you through is the coke gun. You know, like a proper like gun of oh, mate, and it is so good. It's the sugariest thing. I don't. Thing is, to the listeners, they're probably going to think Ben's tired. Jacob's just slightly more hyper. You are so, like, this is why I wish we recorded the cameras of it, um, but then you'd see our notes as well, because Jacob is properly bouncing off the walls and staring at me. You are like... No, people are going to think that I'm actually high, Ben, which I'm not. You look like you're high. You're high on sugar. You're high on sugar. Yeah, okay, you can say that, but I don't want you going, you look like you're high. Jacob's like... Because I'm not, I never touch anything like that, other than Coca-Cola out of a gun. That I'm not making so an accusation, I'm just saying you look incredibly high and it's quite yeah, funny. I know you're not making, I know you're not making an accusation, but I don't want people to think that I actually am. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, I, bad. I'm loving this incredible amount of energy you have. <laughs> I know, I think you're kind of jealous, to be honest with you. I, no, I am kind of jealous, I mean, if I didn't get up at like six having went to bed at two yeah i'm very jealous of how much doing this on four hours sleep and uh it's currently quarter past 11 at night uh still to come on today's lte film podcast we of course are going to be answering that question of can sound of metal 
win best picture. Right before we do that, though, let's jump into the trendy film of this year's Oscars, uh, The White Tiger. Which is on Netflix. And actually... Oh, I, I need th- to watch this. I think it's really good. Um, I was... I hadn't watched it. Is it about tigers? No, it's not. Um, well, kind well, of it is. Why is it called The White Tiger, then? Because it's kind of a metaphor that runs through the film. And I know you don't know what that word means, Jacob. No, but, um, ben, this is, this is the thing that annoys me about you, is that you think I'm so dumb and I actually do know what a metaphor is. Oh, I'm just winding you up. I don't think you're dumb. You're Jacob s- Googles, what is a metaphor? <laughs> no, I don't think you're dumb. I'm just, that's my type of humour. Uh, I get you, Ben. I'm just playing with you, man. Uh, but no, is uh, the White Tiger obviously it's this year's trendy film? In, in you, is that like a no? Is that like an ongoing thing between critics, or is that is just what you've called it? Well, like it's, it's something like Oscar analysis called the writing. They have one film a year that's like popular and gets in nowhere right. else, like Logan a few years back, or The Big Sick, or can't remember what got in last year. But there's always the one. The White Tiger is the White Tiger a comedy, right? No, it's not. Um, it's 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 kind of darkly humorous, and it stars. Because um, I I saw on Twitter that it was quite funny. Oh, it's it's funny. It's very funny. It stars Adash Gurav uh, as Belaram Haway. I love how you just go for these names. Yeah, who um rise and it follows his rise from a poor villa villager to a successful entrepreneur in modern day India. And uh, if you've ever spent any time in India. This film really sums it up better than most Western Hollywood films. Um, he's cunning and he's ambitious and he becomes the driver of Ashok, a rich businessman, played by Rajakuma Rayo and Pinky, played by no none other than Nick Jonas' wife, uh, Priyanka Tsipora Jones, who's brilliant in this film, who have kind of returned from America where they were there for a couple of years. And in India, um, lots, you may not know this, but there's huge caste system which is really difficult to move and it's like our classes only slightly more extreme and it is really a form of racism um i think people forget that and it's horrific um, and society's trained balaram to be a servant that's what he's expected he's expected to serve upon his rich masters who believe they are better than him um but then after a night where they accidentally hit a little boy in a car uh, that's not a spoiler because it's literally the opening scene of the film. Um, he decides to go and save himself and uh, cause his masters no end of trouble. Um, Crikey, and he I can't rig- believe I thought this was going to be a comedy. No, it is funny, it is funny, and he rebels it against... It just sounds so deep, mate. He rebels against the rigged and unequal system. It's based off the New York Times bestseller and Brooker Price running novel, The White Tiger. Um, no, it is darkly humorous. Um and it illustrates what's really good, like the differences in class and caste in India and how the poor have to violate the class system through acts of... He's an anti-hero and there are a couple of anti-hero films in this year's Oscars. There's this and there's Promising Young Woman. And um, in both movies, you root for the anti-hero even as they do horrible things because you know why. And you know, why he's moving against it. And this really shows capitalism in a bad light, which is true, because capitalism is awful. It's like a post-superhero film. Um, uh, Gaurav is amazing. He's devastated. So much of the film is on his face, his pain, his disbelief. Um, he's, his character's ruthless. It's calculating. It's cruel at points. 
some of the actions that happen are really horrible and it's the performance that could really make or break the film and Gurov is he's why the film works and I'm so happy he got a BAFTA nomination for this movie that deals with themes of poverty and wellness and that and Gurav's character is the white tiger, the once in a generation who breaks out. Mate, this is a strong podcast this week with the terms of what we're discussing. Like these both, well, obviously, Sound of Metal so strong, but White Tiger also sounds like a like a strong film as well. Mm. Yeah, no. Next week, would um, you uh, would you go recommend White Tiger? Yeah, I think White Tiger is a great film. I'm a huge fan of it. I think I'll watch it again. Next week is another strong week in terms of films because we're talking. What are we doing about, next week? We're talking about one of the most divisive films of this year's Oscars, Promising oh, Young Woman. People either love it or they hate it. I think Promising this is, Young Woman. Yeah, I, you and Charlotte haven't seen the film, yeah? No, because it came out today, and I know you've both been busy today. But my take is, um, and I've watched it. My take is, me and Charlotte are going to love it, and you're going to hate it. That is my prediction. I mean, that's going to be a fun podcast. I'm looking forward to it. That's from what I know about all of our tastes. Um, I think Charlotte would have liked Sound of Metal, to be fair. Yeah, I think Char- and Charlotte would have liked Minari. And Charlotte really hasn't watched many of these films at this point. She's... Yeah, but I've watched them all. Yeah, she's finding excuses. I mean, she is. She's slacking a bit, aren't you? Isn't yeah. she? Next, she is, next uh, no, what do you think Charlotte. her excuse will be next week? Um... Oh, I, I accidentally no watched them. Uh, no, she has a genuine reason not to be here and a personal thing that's happening. We're, we're pulling her leg a bit. We're um, pulling her leg. But genuinely, um, we are wishing all of her Yes, her all love. the best to Charlotte, as we sure you are as well. And we um, hope the baby comes okay. <laughs> ben! <laughs> I can't believe you said that. Um... Right, let's go back to Sound of Metal now on the Artic Film Podcast. Let's talk about the editing. You know, I was a big fan of the editing in this movie. What did you think? Yeah, so um, it's going to win the editing Oscar as well as the sound one, partly because often the editing Oscars go, like, they have the sound connection. If a film has a sound connection, it normally does well at editing. Look at things like Le Mans 66 winning or Dunkirk winning both. It's those type of films that do it. But the editing here is different from them because it's not showy and it's not the most editing. Bohemian Rhapsody won editing a few years and a few years back as well. It's kind of perfectly placed, and the film's not fast-paced, but at the same time, it's not slow. Um, they edit the film in a way that makes the characters grow and them develop, but not feel um, not feel overly in. It doesn't indulge itself in character development. It feels natural and necessary, and it's really good editing. It's really smart editing, and it's not showy editing. So I'm so glad an artistic win is going through. I mean, you don't know loads about the technical terms and editing. Yeah, I mean, this is what I'm going to say. I'm not a critic, so I most definitely did not watch Sound of Metal with my critic head on. I was just watching it casually, but... The editing, now that I think about it, man, very, yeah, very strong. Like, I loved this movie. I think, you know, it was just absolutely great. You know what, right? I want to talk about the sound, the sound of this movie. We've already briefly touched on it. But on paper, I think the idea of having, this, having the sound often being silent or muffled, like what Ruben hears 
I think it helped the film so much, but I think on paper it sounds like a bad idea, but it was just executed really well. If you um if you haven't watched this film, like I said, go and watch it. But the sound, Ben, do you just want to say a bit more about the sound? Because it is spot on. Yeah, so the way the sound is mixed together and the levels of the audio is simply superb. I mean, we haven't heard, I've never experienced it, but you all know the type of thing when like a hearing aid is slightly muffling and you can't fully hear things. That is kind of what the movie's like for an awful lot. It plays, you have the big loud rock scenes that are really loud and you have by contrast the really quiet scenes and the quiet moments. Um, and it's a film with levels and the sound levels are really cool. It's really technical. It goes to the loud louds. It goes, it hits almost everything in the middle. But I think there is something, the fact that you feel like you have Ruben's ears. Yeah. And that kind of helps Riz's performance because you feel like you're going through it for the two minutes. I only got to watch the film on my tablet. So, but I could just imagine in a cinema it would be set with proper Dolby sound systems. I would have loved to have experienced it there. Yeah, I mean, I would love to also, and I normally say, oh, I don't get all the hype about seeing a film on the big screen. But, mate, that that with, like, a proper good sound system, with this film would just be insane. I it think... Would, it would be so good, man. I think, and this is just my opinion, um, it's the Oscar films that um, often suffer the most if you watch them on a small screen, because... With a film like, okay, what's a recent blockbuster? Godzilla vs. Kong. I watched right. it on my iPad. Yeah, it was fine. I enjoyed the film. If I watched it in cinemas, would I have got that much more? I'm not sure I actually would have because, yes, it's still a big popcorn flick that's battles and it's Godzilla fighting Kong. It's silly and stupid. But it's when you watch something like um, Moonlight or The Climb or something smaller that focuses on the characters' faces and the emotions, those come out so much better on a big screen. It's right. not anything... CGI does not look good on a big screen. It actually, actually, the Barkbusters can be more... I find watching a superhero film more engrossing on my phone than on a big screen. But I find a small movie works best big because then you can really focus on the emotion and feelings and you're not getting distracted as much yeah <laughs> which yeah, is the I other mean, thing that happens at home you're like oh yeah, he's I, texting me cinema, i get distracted and we've discussed this on the podcast before i get distracted by loud people around me and also most annoying thing about going to the cinema is when you're watching a film and someone down your road excuse me i need the toilet oh that i go at quiet times um I want to punch them in the face. I'm like, no, you can't friggin' disturb me. I, I, I go to cinemas on for this ticket and this popcorn. Dude, you need to, you're an amateur cinema goer. I go at like 4.30 on a Monday when the ticket cost me like £4.30 and there's only like two people in the room with me. It's blissful. Uh, I mean, mate, to be fair, I might have to do that because I hate busy cinemas. Oh um, God, it's like... It's been a short... There's, there's nothing worse, there is nothing worse than when the person next to you comes in and they have nachos. I want to oh. punch them. It's look, or like a hot dog that just stinks or something. But here's my thing. If you get popcorn, you must finish it in the adverts. 
in the trailers yeah oh no you like the trailers trailers you think are the best part normally i i do i love a good trailer i like i like the adverts as well i love that i love going to a cinema you can surely let you can let people off if they eat their popcorn during the trailer yeah no that's but genuinely i or what i do often yeah is i'll buy something with the markup either as i'm going out or as right. I go in and I won't touch it when I'm in there, I'll, I'll eat it on my way back. Oh, and you know what I hate is when people finish drinks aren't loud until it's the bottom of the drink and the ice and you just hear someone go, <sighs> like trying to finish their drink. That was probably a really inaccurate noise. But you know this the noise I mean of someone trying to get the last drop of their drink. It's like, mate, there's nothing in there and it's being so freaking loud. The coke is really hitting you. What I want to do is I've tried to make this podcast last long enough that Jacob is the sugar low. Um, the, the problem is, right, this is the thing. Ben genuinely, I'm really worried, right, that Ben is creating this idea that I've actually taken something when in reality I've had a minimum of six pints of coke. Um, yeah. And I've not need to go to the toilet once in this When was the last time you went to your dentist? Ben, it was actually quite recently he said my teeth were perfect. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're drinking six pints of Coke. <laughs> yeah, full fat Coke as well, and it's from a Coke gun, so very sugary. Yeah, that's probably not is great. It, is it Coke, or is it, like, fake Coke, or is it real no, Coke? It, no, it's real Coke. I haven't had... I don't buy soda when I'm at uni because it's expensive, so I haven't had soda in so... or, like, Coke or fizzy drinks in so long. Mate, tomorrow you um you and your brother should come for a pint at uh, at the pub I work at. I'm in Southampton right now. Oh wait, oh you're not home. No, no. For some I've, reason I thought you were I've home. I've been in Southampton but... for weeks. <laughs> I went home no, for like weeks. a week. Yeah, I went home for like a couple of days, like two weeks ago. Yeah, I mean that's why the Wi-Fi's so bad because you're at university. I always forget that. Right, it's been a short hard to you from podcast. We still need to ask the now, big question, Ben. I'm just getting to that. Okay, I thought you were ending it. So. I No, I'm not ending it. I'm getting to the question. Okay. The question you have all been waiting to know our opinion on the answer to. I did not word that very well. Can Sound of Metal win Best Picture at the Oscars this year? Ben, what do we think, man? Well, firstly, stranger things have happened at the Oscars. Um, it's not the front runner. It's not particularly the dark horse or the challenger. Um, it's probably about fourth or fifth. I wouldn't be surprised. Though, how many though? Eight. I wouldn't be surprised though if it does win because right. lots of the ballots have. Um, lots of the anonymous ballots have been uh, sneaking online recently, and lots of people do like Sound of Metal. It's probably going to have a lot of firsts and then a lot of seconds. and So I don't think it's last place that everyone thought when the nominations came out. And its momentum is increasing because it's the most enjoyable film. So I think that lots of people are only just watching it now after it's snuck in at a lot of nominations. So maybe it's having momentum at the right time. And I know you do. You want it to win. I don't necessarily want it to win as such. I definitely want it to win a good proportion of Oscars, but... It's got to. Best picture-wise, I felt like Trial of Chicago 7 was probably a little bit better. Yeah, or like Trial of Chicago 7 could do a really weird thing this year and win just Best Picture. Or what was the... Minari. Minari. Yeah, that was good. Minari, I wouldn't be... 
from a young woman, if that was to win Best Picture, I would be jumping off the seat. But I'm just hoping it can get Carrie Mulligan her first Oscar. Um, I mean, as always, as we have been hyping up for like the last ten months, nine months on this podcast, we are very heavily going to be uh, be um, be covering the Oscars here on the podcast, which I know Ben is really looking forward to. Yeah, next week we're doing Promising Young Woman, and then our final Oscar predictions between the for three of us and i think we should do like we should put some money on the line here i'm not putting money on the line only like a fiver each okay all right maybe and we all write down our predictions and the person Ben, i've spent all my money on watching these films i know i know i know that's why i'm going to work and having six pints of coke to (laughs) to fund me on this podcast um i offered i offered to help Yes, and I'm not taking your money from you. It's... I'm not doing that. Okay. Well... Charlotte should be back next week. Um, if the babies please come out, okay. Please leave us a positive review if you're listening on Apple Podcast. Tell uh, your mates about this podcast. Make sure you check out the website at ArticuFilm, at ArticuFilm on Twitter as well. We will uh, catch you next time. And Charlotte is not pregnant, by the way. <laughs> um, see you later, and bye-bye. Bye.